Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 46, Clavicles and Notions. Now, this episode was something of an experiment for us as we did it over Skype, so the sound quality isn't our best, but rest assured, it, like nothing, is as bad as episode one. So enjoy, we hope it works, and we will see you next time. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's Jessica Day of Fun. Fun. That was sweetly disconnected. Hello. Hello. I don't really like looking in your eyes while we record. No, it's a bit weird. As we started speaking, um, I was like, do I usually... No. I usually look at the table. I don't think I do. Okay, I'll look at the keyboard. I might turn the video off. You could do. But then how would we signal to each other with our secret signals? There is, of course, the secret video aspect to this podcast we've never released, which is interpretive dance. I don't tell them all, it won't be as funny. It's just for us. So, Jessica, I've looked through my diary, and I've done very little, but we haven't recorded for for about six weeks. So, actually, across those six weeks, I've built up the amount I would across normally a fortnight. So, for example, I turned 25. Yay! I did not die, as many had suspected I would. Well done. Thank you. And we had a lovely outing for my birthday tea. Oh, my greyhounds, I had forgotten that. Yes, we did. Yeah, me too. We went with our parents to the Langham Hotel, where we had afternoon tea on Boxing Day last year. And I ate so much, I thought I was going to be sick on the way home. And not in a kind of comical, I thought I, thought I was going to be sick. You know that kind of heat rising in your face you get? And a kind of liquid feeling in your throat? And with that thin saliva you get? Yeah thought that was going to happen. I thought I was going to have to be sick in the only bag I had, which was unfortunately a gift bag you had just presented me with. <laughs> well, as long as you took the gifts out first. Who knew if there would be time for that, Jessica? Who could say? And it was lovely, and they gave me a special cake because it was my birthday in a very tasteful manner, so the pianist suddenly started playing Happy Birthday, and some of the tea sommeliers came out and presented myself and somebody else with a cake, and no one sang. And there was just a round of very polite applause. Polite applause. And Melvin Bragg was at a table nearby. And uh, then everyone went about their business. Mm. Mm. Delicious. It was very good. And the Langham Hotel has a plaque on it which commemorates a meeting between some publisher, Oscar Wilde, and Arthur Conan Doyle, which led to the publication of Dorian Gray and I want to say a study in Scarlet. Mm -hmm. And obviously this is all great and then yesterday I found out that this plaque was unveiled by Giles Brandreth, definitely my favourite former Conservative MP. I mean, the list is quite short, so it's not difficult to pick, is it? Oh, and I went to meet Licker for my birthday as well, two days later. And a week later I went to meet Market, and Tara took me out to see a play, but we'll come to that. Basically my birthday revolves around food. I like food. Every so often I remember the sandwiches that I had at the Langham, and uh, just just think wistfully about them. Oh my goodness. You know, they do a really nice crab roll with caviar in it, but actually the best one they do is their egg mayonnaise sandwich. I don't know what... I think crack cocaine might be in it, because I've never had anything so deliciously Moorish. (laughs) Mmm, oh my goodness. And you get your little selection of sandwiches, and then a bit later somebody says, would you like some more sandwiches? And they bring out a basket, lots of all of the different types of sandwich. And I said, just keep on coming. I didn't need that many. Because there were still scones, there was still the selection of... Ke- By the time I got to this patisserie element, I wasn't really enjoying food anymore. <laughs> because I'd already had two scones, about nine sandwiches, 
a chocolate cupcake for my birthday, and then you got like patisserie things. I hadn't eaten mess yeah. push pop. I had that little orange jelly thing. Oh yes, yeah, quite a lot of tea as well. Sadly, we we weren't served by the tea sommelier who looked like Kevin from Grimsby, but he was there. We spotted him across he the. He was there uh, with his delightful Nordic accent. I love him. Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Jessica presented me with a DVD copy of Day of Fun Show cult film, <laughs> The Broken Hearts Club. Starring TV's Dean Kane And Marty Crane and Blonde Zach Braff and that bloke from 10 Things I Hate About You, Know the Other One, Know the Other One. Andrew Keegan. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh no, I actually unwrapped it cellophane the other day, but I've not watched it yet. I'm waiting no. for you to come over. Oh, good. I was afraid of that. Yeah. As soon as I handed it over and you said, oh my god, we can watch it together, I thought, oh, I've made a terrible mistake, I've made a huge mistake. Well, that's because you gave me a DVD show package and I 100% thought it was frozen. And I unwrapped it and I, I mean, I totally got it, but it was not. (laughs) I was like, Jessica's got me frozen, obviously. I need to point out very quickly, before anyone gets the wrong idea, I did get you a proper present as well. Yeah, you got me a tin of beans and sausages. Yeah, of course, that's that's amazing. How is that, what's wrong with that? No, I mean, that was, of the three parts of the presents you gave me, the beans and sausages, <laughs> rated very highly. Jessica also made me a beautiful needle roll. Thank you, which yes. Which we will mention a needle and fed. Um, yes, I know, sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't frozen. But, uh, apparently the lights on uh, Longacre are frozen this year. Frozen themed. Going to be hard to turn on. Well, I'll yeah. go and have a look at them before you and report back. One of my colleagues has seen them. What's Longacre? You know where Covent Garden Tube Station is? Oh, Longacre. Anyway, yeah. so I went to see Maiden Dagenham and hated it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. This was my birthday outing, but it's okay because the person I who took me on my birthday outing hated it possibly more than I did. So Excellent. it wasn't like she loved it and I was like, how dare you inflict this upon me today of all days. Yeah. We, at the interval, I said, well, it's growing on me because I enjoyed the final song. And she said, oh, yeah, because I was thinking about leaving. So I was thinking about leaving, and I never think about walking out of a play. But I, I did. And then we didn't, and then we hated Act 2 solidly. Uh, so, bits, so much. So much. There were bits I found actively offensive. But halfway through the second act, I realised that my hands smelt strongly of the delicious burger I'd had in Meat Market about an hour before. <laughs> so that kind of got me through. It was just... Sniffing my meaty hands. <laughs> yeah, great times. And then Good. I tried to go into Leicester Square Tube Station, and that was a blooming error. So, not recommended by me. Weird. The like the jokes are very funny. Some it's, of the songs are very good notices. Yeah, well, it's got quite good notices. It's got fine notices. Notices. Not if you ask me. But it's fine. I don't pay. So. Jessica, while I remember this, can I please borrow your complete Beatrix Potter from your bedroom because I have to read the Taylor of Philosopher School? Yes. That Simkins. I think he's the greatest villain in literature. Machiavellian. Bastard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But if you are in Gloucester, I cannot recommend highly enough the Beatrix Potter shop and museum there. Okay, I'll go and check it out. Or the Mulberry House B&B. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have an official, like, rating system, but I think we should put one on the website of places we endorse. <laughs> yeah, we should do. An enthusiastic two thumbs up being the highest. Technically, it would be a four thumbs up, because there are two of us. <laughs> you can get a picture, and if you only get three, you get a picture of one and a half of us. <laughs> These glasses. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I see Sam Shikusky. That's fine. 
I'm okay with that. But yeah, other times I see sort of posh boy you don't like very much. <laughs> PJ and or Duncan. I went to two Halloween parties. One Good. dressed as Liza Minnelli. Again. Of course. Great. By the time I'd gone down the stairs from the flat I got ready in, I was already at 75% eyelash. By the time I went to bed, no eyelashes. <laughs> I don't know where they went. And I didn't wear my glasses, which was fine, until I went to the chip shop at two in the morning. And at that point, I realised that I really can't see without my glasses. And I demanded that my friend read out the menu, as if somehow the menu would be different from any other chip shop. I was like, what are they serving? What can I have? Can I have a regular chips, please? Yeah, exactly. It was a pound. What a bargain. It was not good. And also, your, your glasses would have held in your eyelashes. Yeah, but they would not have been costume accurate. No. Then no. the next day, I went to a Halloween tea party as Christopher Robin. Yes, you did. That was very easy because I just wore shorts, a jumper and some wellies and roped in my teddy bear Rigby to play the role of Winnie the Pooh. Well done on the wellies front, that's so good. Yeah, I thought this was a, a, a useful touch. <laughs> I didn't have to explain to everyone what I was dressed as, but that's fair. Very <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, that spooky Halloween favourite. I, I might employ that for next year. I think that's an excellent idea. I went to see the poppies the other day. Mm, mm. I went after work with a few colleagues, so it was dark. It was the Sunday before it closed, so we were determined to get there, and it wasn't too horrendous. It was actually um, Remembrance Sunday, but we thought we'd give it a go anyway. It was floodlit, but I think floodlit is overstating it. Illuminated, maybe. Bathed in a glow of light, possibly. Floodlit? Not so much. Bit dark, um, was it? I mean, you can see them all, but it wasn't what we were expecting. It looked nicer than it would have done if it was floodlit, like football. I was expecting football stadium, you know, where they kind of come on with a choom choom. And uh, you could see the shard uh, lit in the background and across London. And then because it goes around the three sides of the tower, you could see people's camera flashes going off all around the path and stuff. So it was, it was quite nice. So we had a little wander and then went down and looked at the river and went, well, that's nice. Let's go home. And I went home. I believe you also went to another exhibition at the National Portrait Gallery. I did. Um, I went to see the Virginia Woolf Life in Pictures. can't remember what the title was, but it was, it was interesting. I went on a Saturday morning. It was rammed. It was very, very busy. I think it was the final week. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. And I was getting a cold, which didn't help. Because I sort of developed the cold as I was walking around the exhibition. I pretty much knew everything that there was already because I studied her at school. But it was interesting to see the different pictures and uh, paintings that have been done by friends of hers and members of the Bloomsbury group and different members of the Bloomsbury group and sort of family and stuff. Well, I'm glad you got to that exhibition. I know what exhibition I went to. Yes. I went to the Museum of Childhood to go to the Jacqueline Wilson Uh, Diaries and Daydreams, Daydreams and Diaries exhibition. And my mummy took me in half term and there were lots of other small children. I mean, people being taken by their mummies that were in half term and I threw a tantrum about the cake choice I made <laughs> it was self-service and there was a chocolate fudge cake and I pulled out a slice and put it on a plate but it looked really dry and rubbish and then we got around the corner and there were more cakes and I was like oh I can't change it now and so what I did was I just abandoned it but because it was the first slice it looked like it had just been left out you know take this one on the plate and I got the muffin I wanted I was like I don't oh! and I was too hungry you know when you're too hungry and you can't make a decision Yes, it's like being on holiday, you have to eat early because otherwise you're just wandering around going, I don't know, what do you want to eat? Yes. If I ever go back there, I will not go to the cafe because it's extortionate there. However, the museum is free to it. And also, mummy bought me a badger mask. Badger mask, yes, I've seen the pictures, very entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Do you have a song? 
Uh, yes, I do have a song. It's all about that bass by Megan Trainer. Is that a popular song of the moment? I think so. It influences my um, what have we seen this week, what have we seen this week contribution. So I'll go with that. It's kind of, um, I think I'm slightly late to the party with this one, but it, it's quite popular. And I only heard the original version of it like the other day. Okay. So yeah, it's quite jolly. And I like the view. It's got lots of pastel coloured outfits in it. Jessica, do you have a snack? Potato waffles. They're waffly versatile. They are. Have you ever tried to cook them in the toaster? I don't have a toaster at the moment. Our kettle is currently on the landing floor. That is really upsetting. How do you make a cup of tea, then? It's plugged in. Oh, right, okay. It just lives on the floor. What's your song, Rosie? Well, I have two. Can I run them both past you? Well, why can't you just save one for next week? I mean, Bat Out of Hell isn't going to go off, is it? (laughs) Was it ever on to start with? Okay, my song. My song this week is Balcony by Jordan Klassen, which I heard on the Vinyl Cafe this week. I was using the powers of detective deduction and I found it. The main lyric is not the title of the song because every single line ends in the opera. You will note the title is not anything to do with operas. Opera, right. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, did you Shazam it? And I realised that, of course, it was on the final cafe. It would have been a live performance and that would yeah. not have But worked. I found him on Spotify and I thought, balconies, operas, operas have balconies. I'll listen to this song. And it was the right one. Good, good. Needle and bed! Needle and bed. That came out on time. Amazing. I have made and finished my Camp Out fingerless mittens, posted them online, and had a request for them. So I sent Mavis to... Well, she was going to Abergavenny anyway. She was going to Wales. I didn't send her all the way to Wales. But she gave me the wool I originally used, and I commissioned her to purchase me some more so I could knit more for my friend. Oh, that's nice. And she got two, so I'm hoping I, one of them will be enough for me to make a matching hat. Yeah, that would be good. I believe you also have been knitting some mittens. Yes, I knitted um, fingerless, like, wrist warmer type things. And I, I can't find the name of the pattern. I've looked. Um, so when I when I work out what an essay wear, we'll, we'll paste that in the show notes. It would be very amusing to me if it was the same pattern I was using. I don't think it is because I've seen yours and they look different. I can't I can't remember who they're by or anything. But they are quite, quite short. I think they go about sort of two inches past the the wrist bone, uh, ribbed around the, around the cuff and then around the fingers. I'm not comfortable with the phrase wrist bone. I don't know why. I just found that a very odd unit of measurement. I mean, I know it makes sense. Right, let's do that again. They're about sort of two inches past the edge of your hand. Um, <laughs> sorry, now it sounds like a euphemism. Like, we've decided that the wrist is a dirty word. I'm really sorry. <laughs> past your wrist. Just say wrist. Don't say bone. <laughs> I was trying to make it specific that is that is that a gap there between like hand and arm. Oh yes, like I've got like a divot there now because as as the as the chub chub shrinks, I'm like who like I got like this weird like what is this? You could store liquid in that. Yeah, like I could put something in there. I've got yeah. like a dashboard tray. Yeah, That's your cold. clavicle is just a dashboard tray. That's just asking to be broken. Collarbones look really spindly. Yeah, they're quite short. Um, they're kind of ribbed around the cuff and around the fingers. Or not, because they don't have fingers. It's just uh, an opening. It's not, like, separated. Um, and then they've got thumb bits that you put your thumbs through. Yeah. They're ribbed around there as well. And the rest of it is just stocking stitch. And I've done them in bright pink. Oh, lovely. It's really bright pink. Uh, the ball of wool looked really nice. But I feel like knitted up, it's almost too... Pink. Let them get a bit grubby. That's. I think that's what it needs to be. Mm. They look too clean. They're not fluorescent because that's gross. But they are a kind of thing that you think. I hope people don't think I've got fluorescent gloves on. Well, no, they don't look fluorescent gloves. 
so I think they just need to kind of be worn in a bit. Um, I, as I was knitting, though, I was thinking, I wonder if, how this will pan out. And if, if it looks horrible, I might sort of frog them back a bit and knit maybe a grey stripe going through them to kind of tone them down a bit. Um, but I've still got some yarn left, so I might do another pair with um, like a mixture of, of colours then. It took me a while to get the thumb right because you knit, you, you add in stitches to make a kind of gusset and then you cast off and then you have to pick it up again. And I couldn't get it so that it was... I don't feel like it gives you... It tells you to pick up enough stitches to go all the way around the the um, like aperture so I kind of bodged it a bit but it's fine they fit they work um, I knitted them proud of them they keep my hands warm it took but me not a- now my fingers because it's cold now it took me a full six attempts to cast off these wrist warmers so that I could actually get my hand into them oh I've had to use the surprisingly stretchy bind off and it's a bit weird it curls up I think it's not the neatest edge but I can actually wear them but they, they are a little they're a little close these uh, for a start, there's one stitch too few on one of them, and I think they stretched out a bit. But yeah, when I was knitting it, it's a bit, it's a bit close. But I like the way this is made. So you knit a, like when you learn to knit, you look, knit something. You'd be like, my doll can wear it as a scarf of garter stitch, yes. and then you graft that together so it creates a ring, and that's the bit that you put your hand through. It sort of becomes the hand element, and then you pick yeah. up stitches round there and knit the tube down for the wrist. Two bits of wool where the, the knitting is going in. in uh, perpendicular directions, and and that it's quite a quite an easy construction. Um, but I was quite pleased with it, and you know, it had uh, casting bits on. Yeah, and it didn't take very long. And I was going to buy my wool for owls yesterday, but it was a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be, so I didn't. I'm not spending sixty pounds on a jumper. No, that I then have to make myself. <laughs> it isn't even ready to wear. Yeah, exactly. I still have all of that uh, yarn I bought at the knitting stitching show last year, waiting to be knitted into that child's tunic. That yeah. I I'm going to wear as a jumper. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want for wool. It's just that all the projects I want to knit, I don't have the wool for. So I need to find the right projects for my wool. And I'm still struggling to find a shawl pattern to use on my lace weight wool. Oh no, I found one, but I haven't bought it. I'll do that. I want to knit some um, mittens that I can then put on strings and run through my coat. I want something that's knitted more in the round. Is less of that kind of flat. Nordic style. Nordic style with the pointy fingers. Mm. Um, I want something that's kind of round, like a like a small child's kind of oven mitt. Jessica, would you like to discuss the needle roll that you gave me for my birthday? Yes, I would. Um, I made Rosie needle roll for her birthday. It's made of the very hungry caterpillar fabric. Yeah. I was quite pleased with it. It's gorgeous. It's got canvas in it to kind of make it a bit sturdier um, and also act as like the, the inner uh, fabric. And uh, I've bound it in purple bias and it's got um, two layers of pockets uh, so the, the taller layer can have uh, knitting needles in the bottom layer can have like deep ends or crochet hooks or whatever um, so there are 24 pockets in total of varying widths mm. varying size needles I was that I made up the pattern myself that morning as in the morning of oh, no, not on your birthday the day I made it <laughs> right what's really good about it I mean on its own, it's incredible. But my friend Mavis made me a knitting bag with a little pencil case to keep my, um, what are they called? Cables? Not, not conniptions. The little things you have, not accessories. Findings. Do I mean findings? Yes. Yeah. Conniptions. Notions. Sorry? Notions! No. Conniptions. For the whole love, <laughs> the sake of the maker. <sighs> Come on, Rosine, we're near the end of the recording. And she'd got me, she'd made me this. And I, 
I suspect she was going to make me things because she always makes beautiful gifts for people. So I didn't want to tell her that you'd made me a knitting roll in case you'd made me a knitting roll. But she hadn't. She made me a knitting bag. So then I could be like, oh my god, this is perfect because I've got a knitting roll I can put in it. And it's all be Oh, it's great. And she got me like a pom-pom maker, which I do not understand the instructions for. Whereas she, sitting in the pub, happily opened it and made a pom-pom just there and then. I was just uh, on the bus the other day thinking, I must get a pom-pom maker. Oh, you can borrow... Christmas coming. I've got several sizes. Yeah, so all... And, and she got me some beautiful little um, sewing scissors that look like a bird. It's all great. And they all go together. And I'm very happy. I'm done with needle and bed. Needle and bed. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi. Now. We're not quite there. But we are on the very cusp. Cusp. Of Operation Get Festive Season. <coughs> Great noise. Great noise, Jessica. Number one. Our dad sent a photo of, in Sheffield, a Christmas baked potato stall. Great on its own, but as I reminded Jessica, the inaugural Get Festive event was the inaugural Get Festive lunch three or however many years ago, which was, Jessica, a Christmas baked potato that we made. Thank you, baked potato. And it had, like, chestnuts and sprouts and carrots and... It was so bread good. sauce and stuffing and no Great meat. Thing. No meat, no. Uh, I think there were sausages, weren't there? I think I might have had a BYO meat situation. They weren't real sausages. Oh, yeah. Great, great times. Holiday TV movies have been springing up like mushrooms. They have. If you follow us on Twitter, at the Day of Fun Show, which of course you do, you will see we've been tweeting out some of our favourites. There was one starring TV's Dean Kane last week on Channel 5. Annie Claus is coming to town was on this weekend. I've got it videoed for you, Jessica. Yay! But most importantly, friend of the show. I'm going to give her a friend of the show credit. Louise, who I never actually went to university with. Anyway, that's how I know her. She was the after I... Yeah, pointed out that on the Demand 5 website... Oh, they just put their Channel 5 movies up there, so you can just watch them. They're on during the day, and you can just watch them when you get in. A Carol Christmas, starring Tori Spelling, that's available online. Oh, the perennial classic. She ticks all the boxes. Mm. Jaded TV exec, visited by uh, Ghost of Christmas Castle. William Shatner's in it. Amazing. And that film's really bad, though. I mean, yes, I, yeah, and neither of us made it through watching it. It's one of those ones that's set in LA as well, so it's not actually Christmassy. Oh, yeah, I watched one yesterday, which well, I think it was set in the US Postal Service, and they had like a. Does it have um, AJ I, Buckley from CSI New York in it? Yes, it does. I knew I recognised him. Watched that last year. Yeah. Yeah, and the way they tell you it's the US Postal Service is there's like a normal office, and then they've got like a, you know, one of those like, like tarp signs hung outside, but it's not even hung flat. Like the budget is so. <laughs> The film stock is not great, and the filming and like the quality is really weird. And there's just something really like too realistic. Like when you watch soaps, and the the video looks too much like video, and not enough like yes, film. Yes, it's the it's the uh, the most made for TV. It's made for TV. Yeah, it looked like that. This week, I discovered the finest video known to mankind, which is of course Angela Lansbury's exercise video from the nineties. Amazing scenes. Love her. Um, love it. Great, great work. Mm. Uh, where, where did you find it? Something. I was reading an article about somebody. Maybe no, it wasn't Grace Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did read an article about Grace Kelly that was really negative, just because it made me feel happy. Because I hate. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing about somebody choosing to make an exercise video, and maybe it was Grace Kelly. And it said about Hollywood stars making exercise videos, including Angela Lansbury. And I was like, hang on, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Googled it, found it. Amazing. You had a what have we seen this week that links back. I, did. I have two. One of them was uh, going back to my song of the week, uh, which is all about that bass by uh, Megan Trainer is a cover of said song, which is all about that open brackets upright closed brackets bass, as in double bass, which is a jazz version uh, featuring a woman called Kate Davis from Postmon Jukes. And that was what I'd found. I'd heard that before I, f- I heard the actual song. So that was cool. So I thought I'd uh, go with that for my song of the week. Um, and the other one that I found was, I don't know if you've seen this, from the, the Tonight Show uh, starring Jimmy Fallon and Nick Offerman and Blake Shelton. Is this one of the chickens? Yeah, I saw this a couple of months ago. The Chicken Ears, which is a version of Ho Hey by the Lumineers, and it really made me laugh. And they're, they're all just chickens. chickens. And they just they just cluck the whole thing. It's very, very good. I've forgotten about that. Excellent, excellent choice. Jessica, this week I might have my first I might have my first cronut. I don't know what happened there. Yes, I might. That's exciting. I know. Because apparently the bakery does the best cronuts in the Greater Peckham region. Okay, good. Are they allowed to call them cronuts? I don't know. Probably not. Starbucks duffins are questionable but quite delightful. Right, good. Is that half donut, half muffin? Yeah. What it really is is a muffin that's coated in sugar. (laughs) Or it might just be a muffin-shaped donut. I really am not sure. Filled with jam. This experiment has not been too disastrous, although we see what it sounds like. This Skype experiment, hopefully, will get better and better. We'll try and get the audio sounding better and better each time. The thing is, nothing's going to sound as bad as episode one, so... This is true. Burn. Zing! We will speak to you very soon. We'll have get festive stuff coming all over the Twitters very shortly. Don't call me shortly. Uh, that doesn't make sense because I said very. <laughs> okay, bye. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon. Uh, that's funny. And also, <laughs> your fridge just passed in the middle. <laughs> I know, and I look like Deck from Ant and Deck in the 90s. <laughs> then you look like twice ripped. Oh no, I, I do look like Dwight Schrute. Question. <laughs> oh my god, get me some beats. <laughs> oh, that is bad. That is bad. <laughs> <laughs>